W-B-N-E. Howdy, Yokes. Before we get started, we want to let you know that this episode of Bacon and Eggs is brought to you by our fantastic patrons. If you love this podcast and you want to support it, you can head on over to patreon.com slash bacon and eggs and check out all the great reward tiers we have over there. We could even add a tier. I could be like your patron where like you sign up for Patreon on Bacon and Eggs and then you call me every time you have a life-changing decision and I give you advice. I don't think I want to do this, but hey, if you're about it, maybe I'm about it. Check out the great reward tiers, patreon.com slash bacon and eggs. Howdy, Oaks, and welcome back to Bacon and Eggs. I'm Tyler Carlin. And I'm Ethan Hill. And today we're sparkling. Oh, or maybe we're just going back to Phoenix. So play baseball in a storm. And visit your old dance studio. Because today we're bringing you Twilight. But before we even get into Twilight, we're joined this week by one of my favorite people on the planet. She is not known for discussions on uh, heterosexual love triangles in young adult literature, but she does seem <laughs> to keep showing up on our podcast for specifically that purpose. It's so, crazy. Hey, yeah. the triangle didn't quite exist yet. Oh, yes, it did. Yes, it did. And There's arguably, this- it never existed. But that's for a later podcast about that's- a different movie. <laughs> Kayla from South Fake But Okay is with us this week. <laughs> Welcome Hello. to the podcast. You may remember. I really her. do keep coming up just for things the, I'm not qualified for, huh? The 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 Hunger Games movies, and the Twilight ga- Twilight Games, the Twilight movies will now be inexorably linked forever in my mind because of you. <laughs> like I think. They're just both so fantastic. I want to get into our thoughts on them, but first, let's get through the boring stuff. Okay. Uh, directed by Catherine Hardwicky. Hardwick. Hardwicky. Probably just Hardwick. I'm going to go with Hardwicky. Okay. Uh, came out November Directed 21st. Directed by Sam Witwicky. Yeah. <laughs> From Transformers? Yeah. Are you ladies man 24157? Are you ladies man <laughs> Where are the glasses? <laughs> came uh. out November 21st, 2008, which is 4,694 days ago. Had a $37 million budget in it. Spent $36 million of it on Anna Kendrick and $1 million on, I think, snacks for the cast. Uh, $407.1 million at the box office. Got a 49% critic rating and a 73% audience rating on Rotten Tomatoes and a 56 on Metacritic. Ethan, what are the negative professionals saying about this? So I've got a negative professional review here uh, from Manola Dargis of the Detroit, or the New York Times, who said, no, maybe the Detroit Times, I don't remember. Either Detroit or New York. I know those two things are not similar, but I already closed Rotten Tomatoes. Uh, Manola Dargis says, a deeply sincere, outright goofy vampire movie for the hot not to trot abstinent set. I'm I don't think that's negative. <laughs> I don't either. I don't find that to be a ne- I don't find that to be negative. I think I find that to be 100% accurate what and I like, positive. What I like about Manola Dargis's review is that it came out on April 8th, 2011. So like three years after the fact, he was like, oh, I'm, or, I'm sorry. They were like, oh, I'm buying in. I, I'm no, they were like, I'm it. still... I'm still thinking about this three years later, and this is, and I need to write it down. This is deeply sincere. Was it the New York Times or the Detroit Times? That was New York Times. New York Times. Yeah, so somebody in the New York Times is like, hey, listen, Manola Dargis, I think Eclipse is coming out, so you might, maybe New Moon, maybe Breaking Dawn Part 1 is the one that had two parts. Breaking Dawn Part 1 is coming out, so you should you should watch Twilight and review it for the New York Times. 
Just in case anybody forgot. What a dream job. I would love to be paid to review Twilight for the New York Times. I would love to be paid to review anything for the New York Times, honestly. I would review that's, literally yeah, that's anything for the New York Times. That well, I, I have a view from Suktiv Sanu from the Daily Telegraph in the UK. Please stop. Uh, Please stop. <laughs> we have a guest. We invited a human being into our home. Please don't. I He's watched do Twilight in a cinema full of young girls who, when they weren't texting friends and guzzling soft drinks, giggled, <laughs> sighed, and exhaled with a passion that was not only endearing, but a measure of its emotional truth this is like that review i read last week of like the the computer graphics in this movie you're not so hot guys <laughs> i love these out-of-date british reviews. listeners like aren't they gonna be sure upset do. with you they're best. constantly upset yes yes constantly yeah. he does this he does well. this with australian he does this with any he'll pick a review from a different country so he can do these abominations with their accents beth won't be mad and beth is the only british person whose opinion beth is I, from wales so as long as you don't try to do a welsh accent beth's not gonna care i couldn't even begin to do that i beth, think this one is for you Kayla, I have our, an important question for you. Yeah. yeah. On a scale of 0 to 100, where do you rate this movie? A 100. I figured I'm so as much. glad you said so. Yeah, I'm so <laughs> glad. Like, I, I don't want anybody... If we talk about the rest of these movies, which I think we're going to have to at this point, but if we talk about the rest of you these must. movies, like, I don't want anybody on this show that's not going to give me a 100 for them. Like... Oh, no, these films for context. So I never was like a Twilight person in like middle school or high school. I think I was going through that like I'm not like other girls phase where I was like, I'm into Harry Potter. I don't like Twilight like you like girls. You, wrong investment there. If you were trying to be the, the one that didn't last, wrong investment. True, because Twilight has had such a renaissance lately. So I, I, my, I have some friends and they were all super into Twilight and they were like, let's watch Twilight together. And I was like, I've never seen it, but I'm down. And it was life altering. It was like magical. It I don't have words to describe. We watched the first two movies in a night because we couldn't stop. And then the next weekend we watched the rest of them. Um, How and many it was are there? Five. Uh, five, yes. Because they were stupid and they broke the fourth movie up into two, which was unnecessary and dumb. But here we are. Yeah, yeah the only I, one it's ever needed to do that was... Uh, no, actually, I've come around on Mockingjay. Honestly, I don't mind Mockingjay be, being broken up into two parts. Tell you God's truth about it. But yeah, no, that became a big thing around that time. Tyler, zero out of 100, Twilight. I think you got a whole spectrum here. Okay. I think there's a case to be made for literally every single score between okay. zero and 100. So make a case for one score. <sighs> well, see, this is the problem. He wants is you, if you watch it expecting a good movie, that's not what you're going to get. But if you watch it expecting to have the best time of your life, then it's the perfect movie. You're going to you're going to you're going to sway him. You're going to sway him. And I don't I want to know what he's going to say because so Tyler's Never because mind. Tyler's whole brand is liking this kind of crap. It's on not the same. It That's is not my whole it, brand. It is on the show. It is on the show. What did I give? He's all that. Um, oh, did you watch the Addison Ray? Yeah. I yes, gave it a, we I did. Won. I gave it a 100. Listen, I unabashedly I, love that movie. That's hilarious. I adore that movie. Here's the upsetting. thing. I'm old enough that like I've never once seen Addison Ray on my For You page. Yeah, same. So like that is my that is our only experience with Addison Ray as a human being. <laughs> I mean, I looked her up after the movie and I watched a few videos and I was like, I don't get it. But but like, it's just a th like to me, it was like, this is a thing that kids like. And I think kids can like it. This seems harmless enough. I would disagree. I don't even think that the kids like it. No, well, I Addison Rae in general. Yes. The movie, I don't think. I think liked. I'm the only one that liked it. Like, I uh, legitimately. I, agree. I cannot tell you how many times I've said Crocum douche since I saw that movie. <laughs> 
I can't believe we completely forgot to talk about Drop It Like F. Scott is the real Yeah, problem. like, so much good stuff. Did anyway, you see it? Tw- Did you see it, Kayla? I have not. I have not. All right, well, you need to see it. We'll, we'll talk about it again later with you. Twilight, zero out of 100. Here's my thing about zero out of 100. Just say Twilight. a number. Please, God, just say a number. Oh, my God. <laughs> Please, God, I want to give my score. Just say a number. 100%. Really? Yeah. Correct. Yeah. Yeah, guys. Correct answer. God, this is a really hard conversation to have. Um, no. Sh- because shit. you no. are also a 100%. Guys, like, look. I'll leave the call. I had never, I had never seen this movie before. Okay? Me neither. I, I, I read half the book today. Um, wow. And I, and I had read the book like in in two thousand five or whatever. Like, cause some of my friends and I was, I was too cool for school for it when it came out. But like, I read the book cause everybody was like, oh my God, you should read Twilight. And it was like, this is the worst book I've ever read. And I, I read, uh, half the book today and I was like, this is the worst book I've ever read. <laughs> um, that being said, this is a 100% right. <laughs> I, like, yes. I'm not even being ironic. I, I f- loved this movie okay like i i laughed i smiled i cried like a little child when she was talking to charlie to leave town like i cried like a little baby and i texted i texted my girlfriend who literally watched this last week and she's like god this movie has not aged well i texted her and i was like kate this movie slaps my dude like this movie slaps (laughs) let's get a couple things out of the way first it's not good like on no. no level is it a good movie, right? No, like, hold on, hold on, no. hold on, hold on. Well, on plenty of levels, this is a good movie. When I think about movies that are made from Wattpad books, there's like two examples, right? There's this and our friend Beth from the UK, uh, The Kissing Booth. And yeah. those are both hundred percenters because you're making a Wattpad book into a $38 million movie. Well, you can't expect it to be like high cinema. If anyone is going into this movie expecting high cinema, you're going to be disappointed. It's like... You have to go into it as if you're like watching reality TV. The reason you watch Twilight is to yell at your TV. It is not to like appreciate high art. Right. Correct. Like, like, so the book. Hold on. There are astonishingly though, like three or four shots where I was like, whoa, they really did something special here. (laughs) And there are, there There, are, there are innumerable terrible shots. There, there are, are three or four that are good. But also, there are legitimate moments of acting greatness from uh, from Robert Pattinson. From Marabia. <laughs> no, I would say 90% of his movie is terrible, but you can, like... But it's not, it's, it's never his fault, though. Like, I, I don't would, know, man. Oh, no. When I he mean, can't smell the, her or whatever, when he can't read her thoughts and he has, like, the... The gagging is so funny. <laughs> I, I don't know. I, I don't... I bought it. Edward is unhateable. Like I legitimately like Edward Cullen. Like I, that might be the wrong way to approach this, but like the whole time I'm sitting there, like I legitimately like the Cullens. I don't know that I can get behind you on that. I yeah, like I Edward as a meme, but I do think that he's pretty bananas and a gaslighter. <laughs> sure, 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 sure. But like, and not that I would ever, not that I would ever say another human being deserves to be gaslit. Ever. But like if there's any human oh, being, it's Bella yeah. Swan. No, and I have the strong stance. I don't think it comes out so much in the first movie, but I have a strong stance throughout the series that she is the actual villain. Yeah. No, absolutely. And that there should be no love triangle because she's the f- worst. Jacob <laughs> Jacob and Edward should just get No, you're fine. You're totally fine. Say whatever you want. I'll, I will either fix it in post or I'll forget <laughs> and somebody will tell me and it's fine. Um, well. Bella Swan might be the worst literary literary protagonist in human history. Like, She's I just, incredibly unlikable. I kept wanting, like, I wanted the fact that this is where it got me. This is where it lost me completely. Okay. Is, is Edward's like, I can't read your thoughts. And I was like, 
oh, that's kind of badass. Maybe she's got her own sort of supernatural power. And her supernatural power that she comes back with is like, I can't dance. It's like, that's not the same thing, Bella. Like, you I can I want to spoil things for y'all so rhythm. bad, but you haven't seen the rest of the series. I have oh, no idea what happens after. You guys need to, well, I'm, oh my I'm God. assuming, I'm assuming both. I can't both, wait for you guys. I'm assuming that both the mom, the I'm assuming that both Renee and Esme die. Ooh. Well, I can't tell you. Because they name they named the kid like Redemption or whatever. Renee. Esme. Yeah. <laughs> and it's a meme. But I there's there's so little I know about the series. But like first first of all, let me get You're in for a treat. Let me get one thing out of the way. Um I would jump in front of a train for Charlie Swan. Oh yeah. Like I would do anything for Charlie Swan. And here's my thing when I was watching it is that all of my friends were simping for him so hard that he was like the hottest dad around, which is what I've seen a lot of people say like, oh, when I was a teenager, I was all into Jacob and now I'm old enough to love Charlie because he's a dill. And they're correct because he is the only good person in this film. That's what I'm <laughs> he's saying. He's so like, pure. Like Charlie might His be the best. impeccable. Oh my God. He might be the best dad ever. Right. Because like, yes, he just loves his kid so much. And she says all that horrible. He's so dumb. He said all, she says all that horrible stuff to him and he welcomes her back in with open arms. And it's just like, hey, if you want to date this weird pale guy, I, I'm, I'm okay with it. We'll figure it out. It's so Here's weird. Here's what I didn't get about her saying all of that terrible stuff to him though. Is it wasn't necessary. No. She was like, oh, I have to like break his heart so he'll let me leave. You could have just left. Yeah. She also legitimately probably could have been like, been like, Charlie, I need you to trust me. I'm not mom. I will come back. It was, but it was like, it was like they were trying to do that thing in like romance books where it's like, oh, I have to break up with you so that you don't get hurt. But I have to convince you that we, I didn't, I never loved you. And, but she does that with her dad. Very, right, like, oh, there's bizarre. no plot here, right? There's no reason for them to be in love whatsoever. There's no... Oh, there's no plot in the entire series. No, yeah, Let no, not at all. Let me spoil you something not right now. There is never a plot. No. The closest, they, thing that, the closest thing that this movie gets to a plot is relying on Cam Gigande, which is never a good thing. Who's Cam Gigande? James, the tracker vampire from Never Back Down. Say, oh, that's his name? Oh, my God. Yeah, when he showed up, I was like, this dude? Yeah, the dude from okay, Never Back did you Down. Guys, did you ever watch um, Vampires Suck when it came out? No. No. So it was this parody movie that got made that was <laughs> just basically Twilight, but a parody, yeah. and it, like, got made in theaters. They, like, put enough money behind this, like, YouTube parody that it yeah. was a movie. And the scene after the baseball game where, like, James and Victoria and whoever the other person is come out, Low they're wrong. like, oh, shit, the Black Eyed Peas. And they do look like the Black Eyed Peas. <laughs> they do. They do indeed. But if yeah, they- the only plot, like, when when I got to the point in the movie where, like, the tracker comes and they're, like, trying to kill her, I was like, oh, I forgot that I was supposed to be watching this for a plot. Right. Like, it was, like, three-fourths of the way through the movie, and I was like, oh, a plot. That's interesting. I thought I was just watching this goofy little thing. I just, I guess where I get lost is, like, why does the tracker care about Bella at all? Because like, she smells like, good. He's hungry. Yeah, but there's plenty of she, humans in a little forest. Right, but she smells good. Okay. And it's also, like, fun. Because they, I think they say right. in the movie, like, oh, he likes the chase. So, right. like, because there's, like, this powerful group of vampires protecting her he's like well i want that one now because i'm a creepy predator man right he at the end of the day he wants to die at the hand of a better vampire than him mm, he does yeah he does yeah well he, he does. sort of because he really he really ends up dying at the hands of jasper and emmett well, it's um are, is this jasper is this jasper and emmett slander i'm hearing 
No, but like they're not. Podcast? First of all, first of all, Jasper does the, the actor that plays Jasper does so much with the three lines that he has in this movie. Like he, Inc- he and it's incredible. He is he's so good at it's not even eyebrow acting. It's like stand in the background. He's the greatest extra it's of so, all time. Like he's incredible. I'm obsessed with Jasper. Which one's Jasper? Jasper's the the floppy he's haired kind of blondish one. The one that is dating Alice, who is the second best character in the film yeah. behind Charlie. Alice is the one that looks like the girl from Evanescence, uh, the short one. Obsessed with her. Um, All right. Can I tell you? So the I only, guy. Also, I only know this because I read the book today. So like, don't feel bad if you don't have them all down because it makes no sense. And I've watched all 20,000 films. Which so. one is the one that they say is the newest vegetarian? Which, that's by the Jasper. way, Jasper. That's Jasper, Jasper. Hale. To me, Jasper looks enough like uh, Edward Cullen that I was like, I honestly got them confused sometimes. I had the same thing happen. Uh, Kayla, this is a joke. I don't think it's going to land for you. I could be wrong. We'll see what happens. Uh, I had the same thing happen when Clay Thompson got really famous in the NBA and I didn't realize it wasn't like a badly photoshopped picture of Steph Curry. Like it was a different person. Kayla, those are basketball uh, players for the, for the yeah, Oakland. Yeah, I mean, I knew that. For the Golden State Warriors. Um, I don't do a lot of sports. Yeah, that's totally fine. But yeah, no, I I, <laughs> I get where you're coming from just specifically because like he's only seen this one movie and I've only seen this one movie. Um, but and, and that's weird because like Jasper and Esme are the ones that are supposed to look way different. And uh, Alice, Emmett and Edward are supposed to look similar. Why? Are they, they're not related. Wait, you haven't read them? Oh, no. Oh, you oh, haven't read the books? Oh, no. Oh, I told okay. you I was too cool. Okay, I was too y'all. cool for it. Let, as the one person here who's read half a Twilight book, let me explain <laughs> something to you. I didn't think I was going to, I really didn't think I was going to come to the table as the expert here. Um, Movie Bella, and this is part of why it gets 100% for me. Movie Bella is so much more interesting and sympathetic of a character than Book Bella. Book wow, Bella, book Bella is a boring, frigid like she's mm. horrible any time because she has this she has this constant inner monologue that's a written very badly stephanie meyer's a bad writer okay like let's just let's just get it all out on the table there's grammatical errors in the book it's it's horrible like stephanie meyer's a bad writer but bella's internal monologue sucks so hard she's just miserable about everything and like chris stewart i think does a good job of putting the misery on her face right but in the book you just have to listen to bella be like i don't like forks i don't like the cold i don't like snow honestly and 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 when billy black shows up and is like hey here's this cool truck i really thought she was gonna be like man this old truck and actually she's like yo old truck and rad and i was like hang on that's not where i expected this to go but yeah, she's just so like, whoa, is me. And Edward is so cool. Like, so like every time Edward says anything, he's so cool by comparison because he just talks like a normal human being. And and Eric talks like a normal human being. And Mike talks like a normal human being. And the, and Jessica and whatever her name is, they're all so nice to Bella. And Bella's just like, hate everything. This is, and this is the main reason I find her to be the villain is because as the series goes series goes on, she just like shafts her amazing friends who were so nice to her. They're and so, it's like, what are we doing here? They're so, yeah, and she shows up as like the first day of school and they're like, hey, I run the school paper. I want to do a feature on you as the new student. To be fair, though, a lot of the guys were being really creepy towards her. And that wasn't fun. But they're, so I in wouldn't the, have in the book, that. In the book, they're not creepy, okay? They're just... <laughs> nice and I, and I think this is where the movie falls so flat in some parts because they don't have Bella's internal monologue they have to like ramp up everything else and like show instead of tell 
But like literally the worst thing that Mike and Eric do to each other is like throw a snowball at each other because they both want to go out Bella. And like they're both super <laughs> so nice to her. Stupid. That was my thing is why does everyone love her so much? She's like, do they know because, Anna Kendrick hey, Kayla, goes to this high school? Because she smells good. <laughs> You know what? You're right. I'm willing to bet Anna Kendrick smells good. good. Also, at no point in either the book or the movie does Bella do a satisfactory job of making Force Washington sound like it's not rad. I would I would move there right now. Yeah, but we're millennials. I have a friend who's been to Forks. Millennials love the Pacific Northwest. Oh, I love the Pacific Northwest. When 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 uh when Charlie comes up to Billy and it's just like, yo, got some vitamin R, and Billy's like, I I have Harry Clearwater's fish fry. I'm like, I want to live in your home and watch the Mariners play baseball with you two, right? Like, I would pay infinite amount of money to watch a uh, like a like a a Charlie Swan cop show where he's just like small town oh. cop where something bad happens. And he's so and bad he at to, his job too. And he has to he's go so on the res and like deal with those issues. And like, I would, I would pay so much money to watch that show. I think it's Billy Burke. Stranger the, things. Billy Burke. Yeah, exactly. He's Hopper <laughs> from stranger things. Legitimately. <laughs> But Billy Burke that plays Charlie Swan does such a good job of being shitty small town cop that like I'm just so endeared anytime he says anything. So does does Billy Bird's character not know that they're vampires? Surely he does. Like he makes a bunch no. of comments that are like no. Edward's kind of old not. for you, right? He does not know. Oh, and he does. Oh, that seems odd to me. I'm telling you, he's a bad cop. And this is my other thing, though, is that I find it very normal that Charlie doesn't know that there's vampires because the leap that Bella takes, I get that it's a vampire book. I get she has to figure it out eventually. But the leap that she takes of like, huh, sometimes Edward does some weird stuff. I know he's a vampire. Who's making, who was making that leap? It's so, it's such a long stretch she's making. And then, I mean, mean, it is true, to be fair. At the end of the day, (laughs) at the end of the day, I would rather live in this town, in a world where there are vampires, I would rather live in this town than anywhere else in the fucking world. Because Carlisle Cullen, is going to make sure that nothing weird happens, right? Like and I'm you obsessed can, with him. You can Another live, amazing character. Exactly. You can live as a citizen of Fork Washington and just chill because you're not going to be attacked by vampires. You can right? drink Rainier's whenever you, you want. You can drink Rainier's whenever you want. And just is Rainier chill. what we drank in Seattle? Yes. Nobody told us that this was the Twilight beer? <laughs> no, it's, the, it's just the Seattle beer. Like it's the Washington beer. But like nobody thought to mention to us like, oh, yeah, by the way, that's the Twilight beer. No. Such All I know is in college, I did a girl from Everett, Washington. And like the fact that Twilight was filmed there came up in our first conversation. No, they, I have a friend that's been to Forks and they have like a billboard of the movie characters. And they're like, it's the Twilight town. Like they have fully embraced And it just it. wasn't zero percent of it was filmed in Forks, Washington, which is what I love. Like, yeah, it's tough. Like 80 percent of the movie was filmed in Oregon. And the rest of it was filmed in Everett. Like none of it was filmed at Forks. And like so many people that like live in Forks are just like, I please, please. Because this is what TikTok has taught me is that the citizens of Forks hate Twilight. Oh, I'm sure. Except they for the do. people that live in the honest. with it every day. Yeah. Except for the people that work at the Twilight Museum, which does exist. I, feel I need like, to go there. How do I get a job at a museum where I love the museum? I don't know. I keep meaning to ask your dad to get me employed at the train museum. I don't know why I haven't done that. I know I know a couple people that are on the board of directors there. That's my ideal job. <laughs> anyway, Working the train museum? I would love to, like, as a part-timer, I would love to give train tours all day. Like, that would be my favorite Sounds job. Sounds fun. I love trains. Anyway. I how own many a, trains are in this movie? Because that you gave it 100%, but I don't think there's a single train. It doesn't matter. No it doesn't trains. matter, okay? It doesn't matter. No trains. This, like, legitimately, listener, you, 
So I, I am, I am the stick in the mud on this podcast 99% of the time. Okay. And I get that. And there's a lot of listeners right now. Cause I've gotten so many messages, DMS and like texts and stuff that just being like, I can't believe you guys are actually covering twilight. Like, please be nice to it. I am unironically anything but nice. It is the greatest film. Kayla. Okay. Kayla, I, I love your enthusiasm. I really, you do know it's bad, right? Like, Oh yeah. And that's okay. the reason I think it's amazing. Right. It's like watching the room. Like no one watched. Like, that's exactly you know, what it's I bad. Yeah. No, this but is way, so good. this is way better than the room. Like, Oh wow. Cool. Not, not on the, not on the scale of so good. It's bad. Like, or so bad it's good. Yeah, so bad it's good, right? Like, this this movie is just bad in an endearing way. Yes. And I think if I watched it in 2008, I would hate it, right? Uh, like if, yeah, if I was 15 and saw this movie, yes, I would if hate I had, this. If I had ever seen <laughs> well, this think, before today, I would hate it. Well, I think, like, watching it now, it is just the perfect encapsulation of, like, 2021 humor. Because exactly. there are so many memes, like... There are so many quotes. I was asking my friends who I watched it with. I was like, what are the goofs and gags I need to hit on when yeah. I go on this podcast? And there were like 5,000. <laughs> and they're all on t-shirts now. Like, I desperately want a t- like a sweatshirt that says La Push, baby. Because, yes. well, it's La Push, baby. It's La Push. <laughs> right. And, I need it. And I would wear that and get the correct kind of interactions on it, too. Like, oh, people, yes. people wouldn't be weird, right? Like, because it's going to take... It's going to take a person that thinks like we do to comment on it. I would, so here's my thing. I would wear a It's La Push Baby t-shirt before I wore uh When I make my move. <laughs> <laughs> Ron, no. Okay, no. here's some Ron, other. He's going to sacrifice himself. <laughs> Not me. Okay, Not here's some money. other t-shirts I've you. seen. You. <laughs> but like, I would wear the, some other good t-shirts. I would wear the It's La Push Baby sweatshirt before I ever wore something that said like, you're my own personal brand of hair. Ew. That's what Who Edward said says. Edward says that to Bella. I do. Wow. I do not remember that. Yeah. When they're first like they're first hanging out and he's like, I can't resist you. You're my own personal here's brand the, okay, of hair. Okay. And here's my thing about him not being able to resist her is at one point in the movie, he's like, you should stay away from me. I'm a bad guy. Don't stop talking to me. And then he proceeds to be the one to talk to her. He's initiating conversation. He's like, stay away from me. And then he's like, walk, walk, walk. Hey, and it's like, what? Uh, what is happening? Here? He even explains it. it. He's like, just because I don't, just because I can't be with you, doesn't mean I don't want to. It's like, okay, it's but so... you can't, buddy. So, <laughs> I love the part where um, Bella says vampires play baseball, and Edward goes, "It is the national pastime." It's so stupid. <laughs> Some other of my uh, favorite T-shirt slash quotes are: "Look, Bella, a worm." Uh, also, it's the fluorescence, and say it. Out loud. Say it Chest out loud. Kiss. You're a vampire. <laughs> but like, but like <laughs> you know what I am. The, Say it out loud. And the thing is, like, it is, it's so, it's old enough at this point and, and goofy enough at this point that it's become retro, right? Yes. Like, it is the, twi- we are living in the Twilight Renaissance. We are living in the Twilight Renaissance. And I think the Renaissance hit at the exact perfect time. Like, somebody, there's somebody at Netflix that is like, Head of yeah. head of reintroducing movies to society, right? Like that's their whole job. Is and they're sitting there. They've been sitting there for years with a button that says Twilight on it, and they're and they're scrolling Facebook, scrolling Twitter, looking at TikTok, and tapping the desk and going, "Is it time? Is it time now?" And they slam the Twilight button, and it happened. 
But it's not on Netflix. So yes, it is. Kind of They're all on uh, Netflix. Yeah, it is. All five are oh, on Netflix. I definitely paid three ninety nine to rent this nice. movie. They're all all five are on well, Netflix. That's why everybody's watching it right now. Oh man, it's bad. yeah. It's my favorite thing. My favorite thing because because Twilight has Twilight has by far my favorite piece of movie merch that's ever come out in human history. Okay, better than any Star Wars action figure. Better than any Funko Pop figure. Is they had that damn blue card keychain. That made the world look like the color grading from the movies that they sold yes. to human beings. Incredible. They just they acknowledge from the beginning. They're like, we're we're we are fucking this movie up on purpose because we want you to like it. And eventually you will thank us for it. And now in 2021, that is the funniest thing I've ever heard in my entire life is the fact that they, they really? sold you a keychain that made the world look like the Twilight movies. I want to give you a quote real quick, Ethan. Bella, you got to go to Jacksonville so I can't hurt you anymore. Wh why Jacksonville? Because that's where the mom was. <laughs> I know that's where the God, mom was. Because I know. That's first of where all, the mom first of all, is. there's nothing in the nothing in the world says minor league baseball like Jacksonville, Florida. Second of all, Fair. second of all, Stephanie Meyer's a fucking bad writer. Okay, <laughs> like I don't know how. Hey okay, to... now, hey now, <laughs> hey now. <laughs> don't be rude. No, she's a bad like I'm. She's a, I'm sure an infinitely better human being than than she who must not be named. Mm. But she, she who must not be named well, is a good okay, writer. Yeah, and Stephanie Meyer is a bad writer. Okay, like these these books. Here's what I'll say about Stephanie Meyer though: is she's in her own movie. Is she? She's there is in a this? self insert. Okay, at the I scene, love that so you know much. the infamous scene. The infamous scene in the first movie when Bella is doing the catch up. And she's doing it like this, yeah, she's like, not getting any ketchup out. Yeah. First of all, the fuck is that? Second <laughs> I thought, of all, I was like, I wonder if I'm the only one to have noticed this. Oh, I noticed. No. I noticed. It's insane. So in that scene in that restaurant, they pan over and there's someone sitting at the bar writing on their laptop, and they're like, "Oh, here's your whatever, Stephanie. It's Stephanie." Oh my Meyer. god, is it really? Which which leads me I like, to I think the most important theory of it all. Okay. Is that Stephanie Meyer, the the whole thing, Stephanie Meyer is sitting in Forks and she's watching everything around her and she's saying, I'm going to turn this into a book. She sees Bella over there, can't use ketchup, and she says, I'm writing that in. Oh, so yeah. I no, think it's, the it's theory, the Star Wars. Twilight is true, right. Stephanie Meyer was yeah. in Forks. No, 100%. I 100% vibe with that. It's a Star Wars thing, right? Like, Star Wars absolutely happened. That's why George Lucas's writing is so bad, because he wrote it down exactly as it is. Like, Stephanie Meyer clearly did the exact yes. same thing. Like... And she's later, she, spoiler alert, she's in another movie down the line. I, I do. I, so it's real. So I do just want to circle back to that real quick because I, I remember this because it was so weird. And the line is, here's your veggie plate, Stephanie. Mm -hmm. Oh, my God. And because mm -hmm. then it immediately pans to Charlie and Charlie's like, I, I ordered you a spinach salad. I hope that's okay. And and then she's and like, she's like mm, ketchup. Mm. and she's like, oh, you should no. The ketchup is a different scene. Wrong. Um, no, I'm be hundred percent with you. Ketchup's a different scene. Ketchup's earlier in the movie. I just don't. I just don't think so. But okay. No, because it goes straight to because I because here's your veggie plate, comma Stephanie is such a weird line that it stuck out to me. And then, hey, and then hey. immediately, so because weird. because it's it's very shortly after they have the conversation about Jasper being the newest vegetarian, and then and then Stephanie gets the veggie plate, and then Bella gets the 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 spinach salad. That my brain was like making leaps of like, is everybody except Charlie a vegetarian in this town? Like, is Charlie the only person I mean, that eats meat? Like, hey hey, you better hold on tight, Spider Monkey. You're getting oh my god, that's that's the line <laughs> I want on a T-shirt. That's the line I want on a T-shirt. Is you better hold. 
robot titan so spider monkey. <laughs> I need to remember, there's this person I found like on TikTok and then Etsy who has like very like well-designed and beautiful Twilight merch with all of these quotes Oh, I'm sure, yeah. And it is so, like the quote that like, it's the fluorescence where he, she's like, why are your eyes a different color? Because he forgets to put his contacts in. And he's like, it's the fluorescence. Like... It is this T-shirt with these like just bizarre eyes on them. Like, oh my god, I want <laughs> also, it's also all so good. Uh, hold on, I'll, I gotta I gotta share a couple things with you. I'll be right back. Give me two seconds here. Okay, he's about oh, to no. go get. I'm scared. In the in the three minutes he's gone, he's gonna get a new tattoo that says, <laughs> "Bella, where the hell you been, Loka?" Okay, I saw someone recently that did not in person, but on TikTok, I did see someone that got that tattoo. <laughs> And it's incredible. So I have here the print copy of the first book. Is that a new Oh my book? God, what a legend. What's up? Is that a new copy? No, this Let's is Caitlin's. Let's see the spine. I want to see some cracks in that. Well, it has not been cracked. Oof. Wow. It's way, it's way too thick for that. Mint condition. Like it's, it's big. I mean, okay. It just, I don't know. It's, it's like, no, sorry. This is what I meant. It's like, it's like long this way. Mm. So the, 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 the text is far enough from the inside of the spine that you don't really need to crack it. If that makes sense. I, I mean, I just think you want your Twilight books to look well read, though. Well, look, I've only of... I've only read half of this, and I read it today. <laughs> this is my girlfriend's copy from God knows when. Um, so the 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 opening page of this is a quote from Genesis, like the Bible book. Yeah. Okay. Well, yes, because Stephanie Myers is notably incredibly religious, which, as you move through the movies, you do see quite profoundly, and it's very bizarre because the movies are all so incredibly horny. It's so they weird. are very very horny. That's for sure. They're also but this, so religious. I this don't know quote, what she's doing. This quote says, but of the tree of knowledge, of the tree of the knowledge of good and evil, thou shalt not eat of it. For in that day thou eatest thereof, thou shalt surely die. Genesis 2.17. And then we get a one page preface, which is that opening monologue Bella reads about I've never given much thought to how I die. It's one page. I've always thought dying in the place of somebody else would be a good way to go. Why do you think that? Because she wants to die like a martyr. She so is. Much. She needs to get on some medication. She is uh, Joseph Smith, right? Because because like, Stephanie Meyer's a Mormon, right? So it's all Mormon. Yeah, she is. Listen yeah. to the she first. Is. And from what? Just listen to the first paragraph. I've been told. Go, yeah, no, go ahead. Okay, go ahead. I'm ready. Yeah, I'm ready. no, go ahead. Go ahead. Whatever you're gonna say. I'm so, okay. I've got the text in front of me. Just on the topic. Okay, on the topic of Mormonism. I have, again, not read the books, but my friends have. And they were saying, so you know when she goes and first meets Edward's family and they're like cooking her Italian and it's very funny. Apparently in the book, she is wearing like a very quintessential Mormon outfit to like meet the parents. Oh, so she is in a long khaki khaki skirt and like long sleeves and it's just like very it's very Mormon and as you go through the movies they're so horny but also like spoiler alert sorry Edward refuses to have sex until he gets married and it's like that's where we're drawing the line here Stephanie that's what <laughs> not, we're not the fact do. that Bella is 17 I think what bothers me more than anything about Edward's age is if like it would bother me so much less if he was he was like 108 in this right because he was 18 during the Spanish flu. Yeah, he was born in, in 1901. Like that. Yeah, so he's like 107. He was born in 1901, yeah. So but if he was like 500 years old, I'd almost be like, well, you don't really also, age the same way people do. But like 107 is an age people can be. Like you can... This book takes place like right at the turn of the century. Like it is it is outdated by the time that... Well, baseball still it's... America's pastime. Right, but like... like wow. I'm... Yeah, Bella doesn't have wireless internet. You think... Hold on. Do you think... Edward Cullen is a fan of the Mets, baby. No, I don't think he is. I think he's an M's fan, man. He's a Mariners fan. He's, he's, he's from there, right? Ken Griffey, baby. Let's go. Joey Cora. 
I just want you to listen. I want you to listen to the first paragraph um, of this book, and and you will understand how painful the writing is in this in this thing. Chapter one, first sight. Also, is somebody like there's like church bells. Sorry, it's a train. Oh, I love trains. Your favorite. There's a train. Trains are my favorite. Yeah. Chapter one, first sight. My mother drove me to the airport with the windows down. It was 75 degrees in Phoenix. The sky was a perfect cloudless blue. I was wearing my favorite shirt, sleeveless, white eyelet lace. I was wearing it as a farewell gesture. My carry-on item was a parka. That's really bad writing. She has one verb and and it's is. The only verb in this book is is. (laughs) But it's also so fan fiction. Because yes. like the quintessential fan fiction is like I throw my brown hair in a messy bun and put on my nerd glasses and oh no 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 wear the first time flannel and then one direction comes to like the first steal time me from my parents the first time like, she sits next it. to Edward and he's weird she tries to like block him with her hair hang on hang on I could I will this. say on like the topic of the fan fiction thing that's kind of the weird thing about this is that Charlie's such a good dad it's like part of writing fan fiction is that the parents suck but in this I know it's the kids dad. that suck. It's the 108 year old man who sucks. Hello, man. Hello, taxpayer. Hello. (laughs) (laughs) Hello, adult man. Welcome, taxpayer. Taxpayer. Oh, it's so. But what I will say about the outfits is that they're very good in this film. Oh, I would buy such. I would buy Edward's, Edward's gray coat that he wears the whole time. That coat. We were also very excited about his waffle shirt and whatever scene that was. He's wearing a great waffle shirt. To be fair, um, I was trying to. The, the Cullens are described tragic. in the book as have as being impeccably dressed. Like, I mean, they have a lot of money. She, yeah, she she's very much like you would never think they were designer, but they had the hints of being designer. What does that mean? That's pretty good writing. No, I take that. No, okay, no, I don't no, 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 no. Here's the thing. Here's the thing. Here's the fucking thing about. <laughs> this book here's the thing about this absolute pile of garbage okay the person that writes about it's it's like she's dr jekyll and mrs horny like (laughs) the person that writes the person that writes about bella is a different person that writes about edward because every time edward is talked about in the book it's just like he's so hot i could feel his his skin rippling under his forearms they were hard and lean not anything like his big burly brothers and anytime bella talks it's like i was sad i didn't like the rain i hate everything fork sucks and everyone will be like and so the lion fell in love with the lamb and bella will be like i didn't like the cold it was sad charlie is a good dad i guess uh like it's Peter- it's, it's inexplicable and that's part of why I love this movie so much is because like the and everybody the complaints that we got were like it's a bad adaptation. It's horrible. Like no 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 no. It's a bad adaptation because the book fucking blows, okay? The book is so bad that the 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 changes they made were correct. Why do you think people don't like Twilight? I think because they're, they're just too afraid to admit. They're too afraid I guess. to admit. They're too afraid. They're too because you have to like. So when we were watching it with our friends, it was like me and a couple of other women, and a couple of our partners happened to be in the group, and we were like, and they got so into it so fast, and we were like expecting them to be like, "Ooh, no, I'm a man, I can't like Twilight," but they like the rest of us got incredibly invested. It's the same reason that people refuse to like reality TV because they're no fun. No, I think what it comes down to is, is like with reality TV and with Twilight, I think what happens is 
you watch it and you don't like it for whatever reason. But then when other people like it, it gives you this like, do I not know anything about the people that I like? If if they have it in them to like this thing, am I like fundamentally wrong about who I thought they were? Well, see, here's the thing. Here's the thing, though, is like this is not any reality TV, OK? This is of Twilight is of a time and place in the world. Very much so. Like the Harry Potter books are timeless. The Twilight books are very much not timeless. Like you have to peg these to who you were. I like this movie today in antithesis of who I was in 2008, right? Like the, the yeah. guy that the guy that existed in 2008 has learned something that has allowed him to like this movie, right? This is, it's not just reality TV. This is like the Jersey Shore of content, right? Like it's an utter terrain wreck because like, if you don't like The Bachelor or Survivor or, you know, like- You're the, lying. No, you're not. The Bachelor, <laughs> I hate The Bachelor so I much. I love The Bachelor. It, it makes me like, and, and, and keeping up with the Kardashians the same way, it makes me sad to be a human in the world. No, Kardashians- like, doesn't it make you feel better about yourself? No, no, it doesn't. Like, wow, it doesn't actually. It's so stupid and I'm smart. But How on earth would it make me feel better about myself? But I'm watching somebody who does like three promotions from me live this life. Like they're beating me in every yeah, category except romance. I mean, yes, but like they're also so stupid but, and you can be like, wow, I would never do something so stupid. But this I'm is incredible. This is what I'm talking about with the Jersey Shore, though, because like I used to watch the Jersey Shore religiously. OK, legitimately, I did um, from the time I was in high school all the way up until college and when it ended. Like I watched it was Jersey Thursday. Like I watched the Jersey Shore religiously okay i felt good about myself at the end of every jersey shore episode because i realized as you know a 20 year old college student or whatever that i was just simply better than them like i'm just built better like if there is a god i was created in his image and they weren't good god <laughs> Like this is not to not to disparage DJ Pauly D, but like that guy is a trash fire of a human being. Okay, I think Those I don't know I don't know how much of an act it was, but it seems like it was at least partially an act, right? Because a lot of those guys have gone on to like have successful careers. Yeah, no, it was definitely an act, and like I think if I was a participant on the Jersey Shore, I would have had a lot of fun. Okay, they had a lot of fun. Like, yes. but it's just so it's so unbelievable. You watch the Jersey Shore the same way you watch Jackass, where you're like, man, I'm sure glad that nobody's kicking me in the balls right now like, i'm very glad that i don't have to be shot out of a cannon into human feces like i do you, can you watch jackass i can't watch jackass. no i can watch jackass i like honestly honestly so so caitlin my girlfriend my 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 partner's a big jackass fan like we're probably gonna go see the new jackass movie in theaters and like i guarantee you they will find a way because it'll be the final jackass movie for sure like this one's it like Bam's out, Johnny Knoxville's 49 years old. Like they will find a way to make me cry at the Jackass movie for sure. <laughs> I just, it's, who's the other guy? Johnny Knoxville and who's the other guy? Steve-O. Steve-O. I found I out watching- I met Steve-O two weeks ago, fun fact. That's great great guy. Great I guy. I guarantee all those guys are the nicest dudes in the world. I did not realize Johnny Knoxville and Steve-O were different people. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. Until I saw the trailer for this one. Johnny Knoxville's the one with, uh, well, he has gray hair now. He's the one with dark hair and less tattoos. And the one that doesn't talk like Steve-O. See, I'd, I mean, I don't listen to them talk Oh, well, so Steve-O's the one that sounds like he, he has, like, a tracheotomy. He probably did. He probably did, for sure. But, like, he was, so he was at this music festival that I was working at, and he was, like, announcing bands that day, and so he was just up on stage, like, what's up, guys? Like, I'm Steve-O, like... <laughs> 
This is my good friend, Spencer Sharness and the band Ice Nine Kills. Hey, that's one of my favorite bands of all time. That's, um, a, that's a fun fact. Anyway, so th- that's how Twilight feels to me. It's like, it is, it is a train wreck that I don't even want to look away from. It's so, no, you it's can't. so bad that it just is endearing, right? And I legitimately like... I legitimately like the Cullens, okay? Like, I, for some reason, I just kind of get them, I guess. Like, I enjoy them as a family. Like, because even even when Rosalie is like, no, absolutely, what does she mean to me? And Carlisle comes up and and he goes, she's with Edward. Like, this is how it is. Like, they just, they fully, they're like, we know we could stand to lose a lot from Bella, but this is what Edward wants, and he's never asked us for anything. So we're just going to accept her. Like, we're going to make her Italian food, right? Even though we don't eat. Like, we're just going to try to do our best. And at the end of the day, she's one of ours, so we're going to protect her. And, like, there was a weird, like, I I was choked up the whole time I was watching those scenes because I was just like, man, they really just, like, bought into Bella very quickly. And and maybe that's a specific... Even though she sucks, right? And that's that's maybe just a part of my particular life story is that like I rely on at this point in my life, um, I've had a lot of shit happen, and I rely on a lot of other people, other people's families, to be my family, right? And 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 like so, watching that happen to Bella was legitimately endearing to me. Like I I legitimately was choked up the whole time watching that happen when they stood up for her, when they protected her. They fought for her. They they killed for her. They went to to Arizona to the to the sunniest place in the fucking world for her. <laughs> like I'm not it, the the symbolism there. As much as it's heavy handed, as much as it's badly written, like it's not lost on me. There is some no, part- I agree. Like Carlisle is legitimately one of my favorite characters because he's such just like a genuinely good dude. He's right. like, no, I'm gonna keep all these people vegetarian and I'm gonna yeah. like he's just like he's just such a good dude. he's such a nice dad man exactly and he has that that fun homoerotic scene with Edward in 1918 mm-hmm. yeah he definitely came there for Very sure good. like <laughs> Carlisle for sure finished in that scene <laughs> To be fair, though, I feel like Carlisle has sexual energy with, like, everyone. There everyone. Scene, I can't remember if it was the first movie or not, but he has this, like, weird sexual tension with Bella. And I was like, Carlisle. He has Carlisle. weird sexual tension. Son. He has weird sexual tension with Charlie. Like. Oh, yeah. So He's like, good. hey, hey Chuck. So like, again, again, there's nothing in the world I want more than a Charlie Swan cop show. Like, like. Forks nine one one that just stars Charlie Swan and and just like Carlisle Cullen gets to exist on the 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 periphery of this show. Yeah, he's like Wilson and House. Like he just shows exactly. up early House, not when he becomes a mainstay. Also, I don't uh, I don't really know if it's portrayed in the book or in the movie, but like ten pages in the book, Charlie's all like. He's the best surgeon that's ever lived in this town or ever lived in the world. Like he could make so much money. And like literally the second he shows up in the movie, his hands are super shaky. And I'm just like, you could get anybody to portray a surgeon, but you found Mr. Shaky Hands. Like <laughs> Listen, he's doing his best. He's, he's doing his best. Model. He's doing What do his you best. think of the art installation at the Cullen House of the graduation caps? I love it. I think it's so funny. I think it's so good. It's so good. It's their whole house is oh, is a vibe, it's dude. So like, like it makes no why they can't be in the sun. Which the sun another issue because you're telling me it's always overcast enough when they're outside. They're not constantly. There are several scenes where they are in direct sunlight and they are not sparkling. Yeah, the scene but where like Edward gets out of the car. To have this house. 
yet. There's so many scenes that we were like, that can't be right. And I guess we were we were like, I guess it's overcast. If that's what we're going to say, like it's so. In the Olympia Peninsula the of so Northern wild. Washington State, a small town named Forks exists under a near constant cover of clouds. It rains on this in- I mean, and it- inconsequential town more than any other place in the United States of America. That's the fourth sentence in the book. So like very much rude to force. very much some because because I, I, I know this. This is a, a, a fact I have tucked away in my, the back of my brain. Right. Stephanie Meyer wrote this book from the middle to the end and then from the front to the middle, like in order. OK, the scene with the scene with Edward and Bella in the meadow was the first thing she wrote. I have held this fact in my brain for like 15 years now. But, well, that makes a lot of things make sense. But the first she it came to her in what I imagine was a very horny dream uh, <laughs> of the scene mm-hmm. of Edward Mella in the meadow came to her in what I imagine was a very, very horny dream. And she it's, got it's, she woke up in a fucking Mormon cold sweat in the middle of the night and wrote that down. And so the rest what? of the book, the rest of the book reads like I showed the book to somebody and they complained a lot. Like the first the first half of the book is just like. Somebody said this is bad. Somebody said this is bad. I'm explaining things that don't make sense. I'm explaining things that don't make sense. They'll make sense later because I have to explain them now because somebody, somebody said I didn't explain them to begin with. My editor. That makes so much sense. No, it cannot. It cannot possibly have been a proper literary editor. It had to have been like one of her fucking book club friends. They were reading The Secret Life of Bees and they were like, listen, Steph, I read your manuscript. It's a piece of garbage. (laughs) But no, it makes so much sense because the second half is just makes so much more sense. Mm-hmm. Like the first half was just her like, I've just got to get to the second half where yeah. all the good stuff happens. Yeah. Not to say, I mean, the beginning of the movie, great quotes, great stuff comes from the first half. But the first hour of the movie is like 34 pages of book. Fun fact. The original dream she had was about like Gerard Way, wasn't it? Yes. Yes. Yeah. 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 Sorry. I so forgot to like, that. So the original, the original dream she had was about Gerard Way from My Chemical Romance, like the lead singer of My Chemical Romance, hmm. hooking up with her in a meadow. And like it all goes back to like there's this great historical domino effect where like where Gerard nine, Way, where, yeah, where, the, the great historical don, domino effect where 9/11 caused Fifty Shades of Grey. Yeah. Like like Gerard Way was on a on a barge in New York city during nine 11, which yeah. inspired him to start my chemical romance, which, which then ins- led to inspired like inspired Stephanie Meyer to write twilight, which inspired EL James to write 50 shades of gray as twilight fan fiction that she then turned into porn books. Wow. We really live in a society. The fact that it's written yeah. by a Mormon <laughs> and has spawned the horniest series of books ever to sell. But it's and also, the cover is like straight from the giver, right? Like, But it's also such a horny book. It's not even that it was like written by I mean, a Mormon. I mean, there's a lot of like religious stuff moving through it. But, sure. but like I said, it doesn't make sense because it's so horny. Like it, it really is just a testament. Let's, but let's not forget like, as far as long as we're talking about God. Okay. And like listeners, the cover of Twilight is two very pale hands holding the apple of Eve. Okay. Like the apple of Eden that Eve ate and created original sin. And what did Adam and Eve do as soon as they discovered original sin? They fucked and made children. Lots of them. Me- they put clothes on and they took said clothes <laughs> off. And then they took them and off. And then they <laughs> fucked a lot. And then their children fucked each other. And then Cain killed Abel. And then Cain killed that. Abel. Mm-hmm. And then and then a long, long time later, a bunch of the Cullen kids are dating each other. Well, but they're not related. So it's now, okay. I'll tell you, the moment when Edward catches the apple and it makes the book cover, I was like, ooh, well done. They're, they're, so they're not related. <laughs> they're not related. And, and the, the 
Forks High School is very cool with them dating because it's, I think it's, I mean, they definitely judge them, but like, yes, not in the book. They don't. Okay. Okay. Not in the book. They don't because, because Mike is just, I think it's Mike that explains it to her. And he's like, yeah, so Emmett and uh, Emmett and uh, Rosalie are together and Jasper and Alice are together. And it's just like a thing. Like they're not really siblings, but like, it's just like a thing. It's like, it's extremely sex positive. (laughs) It's just so... And my thing, I I feel like they explain it in a later movie of why they have them go to high school. But it's like, if I were a vampire with unlimited life, would I go to back to high school? No, I would just chill. Like, why did right, they I do would, I that? Just, I don't know, man. I, we did the pandemic thing. Could you just hang out in the house for a hundred years straight? No, they say it in this movie. I mean, no, obviously I would do other stuff, but I wouldn't go to school. Yeah, no, yeah. no, because they... So, again, again, the kids are all young enough is the problem. I mean, I guess. Couldn't they just pretend to be in college? I mean, no, because they're home all the time. Well, that's dumb. And I mean, it had to happen for the, but like. But like, okay, so Kayla, let me put it this way. Like, you know what a 17-year-old looks like. Yeah, not like how they look in the movie. Right, exactly. Like you, when you see a kid, because even, even, how old are you at this point? 24. 24, yeah. So when you see a 19-year-old, you're like, that's a child. Yes. So like people would start to ask questions and eventually it'd be like, yeah, yeah, it's real convenient that all of my kids are not school age so like i i kind of get it um i guess but also edward's like an extremely gifted pianist like he learned the piano over his hundred years i'm sure if you're 100 years old yeah you have a lot of time to learn stuff yeah and also like like carlisle pulls them out of school all the time just to like do stuff true and nobody asks questions because why would they yeah it's normal everybody's afraid of carlisle in the book not afraid but like they don't ask questions of carlisle like i mean i wouldn't ask questions of someone that that's that pale oh for sure yeah absolutely not yeah it's too pale a lot of people complain that bella and edward don't look (laughs) the right way compared to the book and i think they nailed it like i uh bella's too pale i don't know what the book says but you can't like make a facet of the vampires that they're pale and then also make bella pale i if the book says she is i don't care i think that's bad writing no i just want to i just want to Hang on, I gotta find like, it. Like somebody in the in the movie even says like, "Oh, you're from Arizona, shouldn't you be like tan?" And my brain was like, oh, the "Yeah." Line, the line she says, the line she says in the movie where she's like, "Yeah, that's why they kicked me out," is way funnier than the line she says in the book. That is good. That's gold. <laughs> that is pretty good. Hang on. Oh, one thing I do I mean, hate I have is some that thoughts on that, but they're from a different movie, so I can't share them. No, just share. I, I literally don't care. Just share them. Okay, there's this whole thing. Cause, well, because you guys know that she does become a vampire eventually. Yeah, what? yeah, yeah. They yeah. have a kid together. And everything. Yeah. Shock. Yeah. She asked. But the whole, she eventually whole asks thing, Edward to bite her. Oh, she asks him constantly. Yeah. She asks him in this no, movie. She wants it's to be a va- Bella wants to be a vampire. That's the way that well, Stephanie so Meyer describes thing. horniness. Yes, but so she does want to be a vampire, and what what it comes to like at the end of the franchise is that she was like meant to be a vampire, like she was born to become a vampire. So to me, it almost makes sense that she's so pale because it's just another reason of like, oh, she was always supposed to be a vampire. But maybe that's just me reading into some poor casting and writing decisions. I don't think the casting is bad. Kristen Stewart, maybe she's a bad actress. Oh, no, actress. the casting no is idea. excellent. Well, Kristen yeah. Stewart has gotten a lot better. I think everyone's acting is so bad because the writing is so bad. The writing and is so, so what is there to work and, with? And Nothing. Robert Pattinson has proven himself to be an extremely gifted young actor. Yeah. Right? Robbie like, P is incredible. Like, all you got to do is what? I know Tyler gave me shit for this last week. <sighs> and I'm going <laughs> to say it. 
but you gotta watch The Lighthouse, okay? Like, the dude is next level good, okay? And I'm very excited for his Batman movie. And also, Kristen Stewart has really, really, really genuinely come into her own as an actress. Like, it's not her fault. And at this point, I think she- And now she's hot. Yeah, and now now she's hot and looks like a hot TikTok lesbian. Like, it's whatever. Like, it's not a problem. Don't we all? And she does get, I will say, everyone gets so much hotter as the movies go on. Like yeah. It only gets better. Everyone gets so hot. It's incredible. Well, it's almost it's almost look? like they approximately get five years older during that time. Well. And like a lot of people, yeah, a lot of people good. do really good between like 19 and 24. Like, you know, you have some good points. You really do. I'm trying to find that. So, so Bella says about herself, uh. I should be tan, sporty, blonde, a volleyball player or a cheerleader, perhaps all the things, uh, all the things that go with living in the Valley of the Sun. Instead, I was ivory skinned without even the excuse of blue eyes or red hair, despite the constant sunshine. And then hey, she says, listen, that's what I'm saying. She's meant that's, to be a vampire. That's, that's, Bella and I are very similar. Hang on. There's way. a, <laughs> <laughs> there's a good line. There's a, well, there's an awful, the, the line, I'm trying to find it. The line that she says in place of the, that's why they kicked me out thing is just like genuinely like almost offensive. It's like actually very good, especially because Bella is like not a funny person. Oh, it's here we go. Good. Here we go. Uh, so this is when she first meets my, Mike, I believe. Maybe Eric. Um, and whoever he is at this point, it's either Mike or Eric, says, so this is a lot different from the Phoenix, huh? And she says, very. It doesn't rain much there, does it? Three or four times a year. Wow. What must that be like? He wondered. Sonny, I told him. <laughs> you don't look very tan. My mother's part albino. Oh. No, she's not. Take that back. Why is that's, that in there? That's what she, that's what Bella says to him. Instead of instead of that's why they kicked me out. That's what she says. And he that is such an unnecessary thing. To he write studied into a book. my face apprehensively, and I sighed. It looked like clouds and a sense of humor didn't mix. A few months of this, and I'd forget how to use sarcasm. Oh, so she was trying to be funny. She was trying to be funny. But she's not. But in in the line, I mean, in the book or in the movie, they they replace it with a line that legitimately made me go. <laughs> Because <laughs> when she goes, when she, when oh, he's like, you're, you're kind of pale. Can from- I get that one more time, Spider Monkey? <laughs> <laughs> My neighbors must fucking oh, hate it's me. So bad. I do this every week. Well, it's a free show for them. They do this yeah. every year. They do, he, every Tuesday <laughs> night, this dude just yells at his wall. Every Tuesday night, this guy just laughs. He's just ha all over again. He, cl- <laughs> he claps four times, and then we know it's time for him to fucking. <laughs> You know, just go off about Twilight or something else. Uh, Seems like the dream for them. I know. That would be like a... My neighbors are in a different building entirely. They don't even know that I'm doing this. Although sometimes I do... They have like really older than my kids, but young kids, and they'll be outside playing with lightsabers. And and you're like, kid, I will wreck you. Let's go. I will absolutely (laughs) destroy you. Let us go. Let us go indeed. Let me bust out my Neopixel. Oh, my God. So, Kayla, what is your... First of all, this is the longest we've ever stayed on topic on an episode of Bacon and Eggs, at least in the last Incredible. at least in the last three years, like since year one, for sure. What I is mean, your it's hard to not it's hard to not stay on topic when it's so incredible. And this is thing is like, all I ever like, want to talk like about. Y- the two of us and it, you and oh, Sarah. And that's where I am personally. <laughs> like, th- this is all I want to talk the about. The three of us anyway. and Sarah definitely talked about the Hugger Games less than this. Like, for sure. Oh, absolutely. Granted, I think. There's just so much content. I think, well, and, and the thing is, like, in this movie, I get why Bella needs a romantic interest, okay? Like, I don't get why Katniss Everdeen needs a romantic interest, but, like, 
If Bella yeah. is not interested in Edward, there is no plot here. Like, no, yeah, the whole plot. I mean, it's a romance book. With, yeah. With Hunger Games, it was an action book slash movie with romance for some reason there. This is a romance novel. This is a so romance like, with yeah. occasional action. Yes. Also, yes. also. The action is for flavor. Also, the weird scenes, um, the weird action scenes where like the the um, security guard gets killed and Charlie's friend gets killed by the tracker vampires. Just if they happen in the book, they don't happen in the first 200 to 400 pages. So like the pacing is a lot less weird because it's not like Bella, Edward, Bella, Edward action scene. It's so confusing. It literally like, like I said, I got three fourths of the way from the movie and was like, oh, I forgot the, I should be like looking out for a plot. The book, I thought this I mean, was just sorry. like silly romance. The time. movies I think are legitimate, or at least this movie, the movie for the first half of it is trying to convince you that the Cullens are bad. And but they're doing a very bad. They're doing a very bad job but like that's all they could come up with because like they even make they make James and Victoria look like Collins right they're like blonde yeah. and like if you don't know the names because they barely introduced the names of the Collins at this point and they haven't said Carlisle's name at all like you could be forgiven for thinking that those are oh and I did Collins. when I was watching it I was like I was like, what's happening? I thought the Cullens were like vegetarians. Why all these people keep getting killed? Yeah. And it wasn't until they came back that I was like, oh. Well, and, and legitimately, I think the first, when I when I saw the movie, I was like, oh, the Cullens have a black friend. That's cool. Where yeah, I thought the exact same the thing. The only <laughs> black person in the entire series, I'm pretty sure. There's One of her friends is black. I don't know that that's no, true. No, yeah, that's not. Is that not true? No. I think she has an Asian friend. And yeah. that Asian friend and this black vampire, I think, are the only people of color aside no, from there's, the... No, there, there there's are, a Native uh, American reservation. Native, yeah, there are. Yes, but notably <laughs> the most famous of those Native American characters is played by a white person. A white person. And, is Taylor and, Lautner white? Yeah. Oh, yeah. yes. Yeah. That's why he looked so bad with that black yeah. wig. Yeah, he looks. He all, shouldn't be doing. And that's it. why they. That's why they cut his hair later on because it's just yeah, because they because at that point they'd already committed to Taylor Lautner. Now the guy. Well, I have a whole. There's a whole thing about the wigs in these movies. The, They're whoever they hired on wig. Terrible. Terrible. Job. Yeah. Terrible. Carlisle Cullen's hair is painful. I want to say that. Like. It, yeah. Um. But the guy that plays uh, what's his name? Gil. Gil. Um. Gil Birmingham. The guy that plays Billy Black, uh, Jacob's dad, is one of my all-time favorite, like, I'm going to play the token Native American character in this movie slash TV show, guys. Like, he's in so many things, and he's so good every time. He is. He is one of the only, like, good actors yeah. In the movie. Legitimately. Yeah. Because yeah, he was he was one of the only people that I was watching this and I'm like, oh, I've seen you from other things that I respect. I want to bring something <laughs> to your attention. Yeah. Unrelated to that. OK. Ta Taylor Lautner has never been in a certified fresh film per Rotten Tomatoes. Taylor Lautner, his, I think, hasn't been in anything in a long time, though. Right. Like 20, 2016 was yeah, his last I was at, movie. I was reading. I was reading an article about this because we were all like, huh? Like we see Robbie P. We see K. Stew all the time where's our man Taylor and so I was reading an article about it and after the Twilight series everyone just wanted to hire him for his abs obviously and he was getting really annoyed because all these people were just giving him parts and were like okay say nothing just take your shirt off and he was having like a really hard time with it so he took like a long time off of acting and I think next year is going to be in like his first feature film in like years. Can I tell y'all something? Twilight just screwed him. Can I tell y'all something? Yeah, mm -hmm. you can. The guy that plays Eric, the, the Asian friend, mm -hmm. was 27 years old when this movie came out. Whoa. 
He looks so young. Yeah, but not anymore, okay? The age at some point has hit him in the interim. Just look Mm. look this guy up real quick. Because I thought he I legitimately thought he was somebody else. Because he looks What's his name? His name is Justin Chon. C-O-H-N. He was born in 1981. He has aged significantly. He has aged significantly. Well, he looks old. He looks much older than Yeah, he doesn't look old. He looks he looks like his age. What happened to you? But yeah, Taylor Lautner oh, got no. got screwed over. Um, and he Pat, really did. And Pattinson had to really work at redefining himself. Like he really had to. Yeah. Um, oh no, they all did. Yeah. Is bad. Well, Kristen Stewart, I guess, did because like Kristen Stewart plays exactly the same character in most of the movies she was in, either prior to or around the time of Twilight. Like I guess, but like I just remember when because if you watch the like Adventureland, were coming up. If you watch Adventureland, it's the same character. Like yeah. Yeah, I like it's when Twilight was coming out, people all I ever heard was like Kristen Stewart is the worst actor of all time. Like everyone was making fun of her. It was like a oh, bit yeah, on all of it the sucks. like late night things. So I, I like expected her career to tank post Twilight. I was like, there's no way she's acting ever well, again because everyone always made fun of her. I can only imagine 11 year old Kayla watching like late night network comedy shows. That's what you were into I at did. the time. <laughs> I was unfortunately That's... a Jimmy Fallon apologist when I was young. It is upsetting. Oh, I'm a Jimmy Fallon apologist now. Oh. Hold on. Ethan. Hold on. Kayla, is he a bad person? No, he's just so annoying. Okay, 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 so okay, 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 okay. He's not James Corden. He's, he's not, not Jimmy Kimmel. Okay. I just he's like. So annoying. That that's totally fine. I could deal with annoying. Like I just wanted to make sure he wasn't like a piece of shit like James oh, Corden. I not that I know of. All I know is he's so annoying. <laughs> oh, I I legitimately I like Fallon, but I was also into late night back in the day. Back when you and I, I were just watch it with my parents. I, I was know. gonna say back and I were when I, you and I were the same age, but like back when I was that age, I used to watch. Yeah, when I was like tw- 11, 12, 13, like I was watching Letterman like every night. Really? Yeah, Tyler. My parents were. Hey, hey, buddy. I don't know how to tell you this. My parents were weird, okay? Like, yeah, yeah, no doubt about that one. Well, and also for me, like we I didn't saw- get cable until I was like in high school. So then I had so many options yeah. that I was like, I have to watch it all. I need everything. Like I, I used, to, uh, you know, I would stay up sometimes with my mom to watch Craig Ferguson on the Late Late Show, like you know, one o'clock in the morning. Like whatever, it's fine. Um, but yeah, so I think, and here's the thing about the difference between Kristen Stewart and Robert Pattinson is Kristen Stewart back when she was on the Twilight circuit tried to like make the most of Twilight. Like she, she thought her way forward was going to be to just buy into it and hope that those would give her better roles. And Robert Pattinson the whole time was like, I don't like it. I don't want to do it. I don't like it. I don't want to do it. It's they're bad. I don't like it. It's bad writing. It's not my fault. And so, so funny. and so he got out, so good. he got out way easier than she did because like he was straight up just like, it's bad writing. I signed the contract. I'm going to get the money, but it's bad writing. It's not my fault. It's bad writing. It's not my fault. And she was like, yeah, totally. Like, and, and, and as much as I love Kristen Stewart, she has the worst case of resting bitch face that's ever existed Yes. In all of human history. Right. Like, and that's what yeah. that's Which makes it perfect for Bella. Right. That makes her a perfect Bella Swan. And they cast her, I guarantee you, for that reason. They they saw her out in the hallway for the auditions. And they were like, this girl <laughs> looks miserable. And the other person was like, cast her right now. Don't even need to see her. She's perfect. <laughs> that's what we need. So like she was the the fact that she survived that era and still made it out with an acting career. Like she has done so good because of that. Because that 
should have, by all accounts, eaten her alive. Yes. Like it was bad. Like the worst, the worst period in human history. Like the the worst we were ever the, the worst we ever treated young women in like the public eye without any repercussions was that era. True. Young women in Hollywood. Like it's because it, now if you if you talk about women like that, you at least get roasted for it, right? Like somebody will at least call you out. But back then. In the early, in the late aughts, nobody. She would have been roasted by Jimmy Kimmel and Jimmy Fallon. Yeah, no, she. It was yeah, it was all anyone. Like yeah. even everyone that was like obsessed with Twilight was like, "Fuck Kristen Stewart." Oh, I yeah, I I've <laughs> ne- I I have never seen the movies, and I knew that like Kristen Stewart was the worst actress ever, mm-hmm. but she's just not. Like I've seen her in plenty of things since. It's just then. that the writing is. It's bad. just the writing is so the bad. The writing is, is so bad. And what was she going to do? The person, the person who wrote the screenplay for this movie, if they wanted to make the writing acceptable, would have had to completely rewrite the book from the ground up and then write a script yes. based on it. This is what I keep saying about the Fantastic Beast movies is if you just let if you hire J.K. Rowling to write books, Steve Clovis will turn them into good scripts. Yeah, she can't write a movie. She can't write it. She can't write a movie. movie. Right. It's complete. It's a completely different it's skill. Bad. It's a completely different skill. Now, occasionally you'll come out with something like she has nice skin. Yeah. Hermione has nice skin. But like if that's the worst it gets, we're doing OK. <laughs> Let's not give J.K. Rowling all the credit in the world. She did write Goblet of Fire, which is... Not me! Not Hermione! Yo! Which is awful. Right? Goblet of Fire sucks. Uh, hey, Ty- hey, Tyler, my dude, I love you to death. It's better than Twilight. It's probably better than it's Twilight. It's better than Twilight. Nothing you could have gotten the dude Twilight. that played Victor Absolutely Crumb to nothing. play Jacob. And you could have gotten the guy that played Cedric to play... I'm going to be uh, honest with you. Like, I'm... Oh, I, he did. I am not, like... <laughs> I'm not the straightest man in the world. I'm certainly not the gayest man in the world. But, like, Taylor Lautner is not hot the way that Robert Pattinson is hot. The not way in the that, first movie. The way that Charlie Swan is hot. The way that Carlisle Cullen is hot. Like, out of, out of all the men in the movie, he falls, like, close to dead last. It's going to be quite Okay, the- but it's because of the wig. The wig no, does no, so because no. I just don't like his. I just don't like his face. How's going to be an uphill battle for you to sell me on the yeah, chemistry between? Yeah, these for two. sure. No, I don't mind the chemistry. Honestly, I like Jacob legitimately. I thought it was the end scene where well, ca- where she's like she's where he's like, yeah, my dad paid me twenty bucks to talk to you, and she's like, okay, get your money's worth. What do you got to say? Like, I thought I legitimately enjoyed them together, right? Like, because those scenes don't. Oh no, let me tell you. Let me tell you something about movie two is that Bella and Jacob have one trillion times more chemistry than Bella and Edward will ever have. I'm sure. It's like I don't think I I haven't finished the book. I don't think Jacob's in this book. Like, I don't think I don't think he'd been written yet. I didn't know he was going to be in this movie. I was surprised when he showed up. I was, too, because all I know about Jacob is Bella. Where the hell you been, Loka? Sorry. Sorry. I said it wrong. Bella. Where the hell you been, Loka? Why does he says Bella? Why does he say it like that? I will never know. I also need Robert a Pattinson that says that. Robert Pattinson at certain points in this movie sounds like he is hey like, "Hey there, Bella, where the hell have you been, Loka?" He's like trying to hide like a Russian accent in a lot of his lines. I noticed this multiple times watching the movie that Robert Pattinson would be like, "I can't even think of what the dumb shit he says throughout this whole thing." Would he be like, "Oh, hey, Bella, it's me, Bella, Robert it's Pattinson. Me. It's me, Edward Cullen. You'll meet family. Thank you." Maybe they were doing like a Dracula thing, and they were like just kind of. Oh, Carlisle oh, yeah. definitely. Carlisle definitely has that that Transylvanian twang for sure. Oh, for you sure. want Transylvania twang? You wait until movie five. 
<laughs> You'll just have to wait. There is some Transylvanian Dawn twang part two. in movie okay. five. Yes. Yeah, Carlisle, wait. Carlisle, it once comes. he feels comfortable with Bella, Carlisle definitely starts to get into like, she is she is important to Edward. You you very much will protect her because she is important to Edward. He's freaking Carlisle, not the Count. I, I'm I just mean, saying, like like it starts to come out a little bit. Like watch it again. I'm not wrong. Now watch me count how many humans are with us. Watch me wow. count how many humans are with us. <laughs> I want to suck your blood, Bella. Where the hell you been, Loka? Bella, where the hell you been, Loka? <laughs> Which, like, why does he call her Loka? I thought until, literally until he shows up with Billy Black, the, like, resi- the, the, the reservation chief, I was like, oh, so Jacob is Hispanic because Taylor Lautner is Hispanic. Nope. I don't know why they nope. did that. He says, it's Bella, so where the hell you been? Where the hell have you been, Loka? There's so, there's literally no reason for it. Yeah. Like it, it comes out of nowhere. It's so unnecessary, but so good. So there's, there's three pages that go by between when she, when Charlie describes the truck and when she receives the truck. And I was so prepared for her hate the truck because Charlie's like, yeah, so Billy Black bought it in uh, 1984, and she's like, okay, and was it new in 84? And he was like, mm, no, I think it was new in the 50s. And <laughs> and then she's like, and it's this, this like, you know, faded red, bulbous, like, cab. And I was like, okay, so it's like a, it's like an old, like, Ford Stepside. Like, this is a cool truck. And I was very much prepared for her to be like, and I hated it. And she was like, surprisingly, I loved it so much. And it was the best thing my dad's ever done for me. And I love my dad so much. He's such a cool dad. And then and then he puts snow chains on it and she like cries. And I'm sitting here at a coffee shop reading this book, just like, I wish my dad could put snow chains on my car. I miss him. <laughs> Why did she cry? No, I cried. But she's no, you oh, said you cry. Oh, no, no, no. She also, cried, she also, she also, I was like, oh, because, what? because Charlie put snow chains. Okay. Okay. Because here's the thing. The movie doesn't tell you. Um, Renee is a fucking psychopath. Mm. I thought we liked Renee. Book Bella hates Renee. Okay. Interesting. I don't know how it plays out in the movies, but I'm pretty sure that Renee ends up in like a psych ward or dies uh, maybe okay. in a psych ward. Like Renee in the book, oh Renee in the book is crazy. Renee in the book is crazy and like not a stable parent. That's the, Okay, so, so the, in the movies, that is not the way. So the whole, the whole plot of the first like 150 pages of this book is you figure you getting drip fed information about why Bella left for Forks? Huh. They explain it's it actually, in the movie. As it's actually really well written. That's the only good writing in this book is the whole Renee situation. Because at I first Stephanie Myers has some deep seated issues she needs. Yeah, to work at first about. Bella's like, yeah, I, I have to leave. Like I just have to leave. And Renee's like, no, I don't want you to leave. But she's like, no, Renee, I have to leave. And you're like, but why? And then Charlie's like, yeah, but why? And then Bella and then Bella talks to Edward and is just like, yeah, you know, so my mom's new husband plays baseball. Like, and then you get more and more of it. And, and she's just like, Renee's not around. And then it became Renee is like telling me she wants to go hang out with Phil on the road. And like, I'm hindering that. And like, Renee is not Gucci. Like, yeah, Renee sounds like she we don't, sucks. I, I don't like Renee. Y'all might like, I don't like Renee. So like whenever. I mean, Char- there's just like so little of Renee in the movies that it's like, okay. So every time, every time Charlie does anything dad like, Bella is like, I've never been parented before. Like, this is incredible. Yikes. Because I, so when Charlie, when Charlie goes at, because instead of putting t- new tires in the car, he sees that Bella 
he sees that it's going to snow and he puts snow chains on the car and doesn't tell Bella. And Bella gets to school and sees that Charlie put snow chains on the car and just like breaks down because she's never had a parent before. Mm. Jesus Christ. There, there, it, it, there are legitimate good mo- like Stephanie Meyer falls ass backwards into brilliant moments of writing. Like, well, it, what it reads to me is like, well, and I didn't read it, obviously, but like what it sounds like is she wrote this book and she would put plot elements in to just be like, I have to have something on the page so that I can get to the next part of the story that I want to tell. But this doesn't have to be important. I'll be 100 percent with you. These books would be interesting without the vampires. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like there's a whole book here where girl moves to Washington to escape mom that doesn't love her the way she needs to. And like deals with dad not being around enough being a cop and like all this other stuff there's a world in which these books are interesting without the vampires and in that world that book has a reese's book club sticker exactly on it. and it's and it's 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 this it's half the size it's this big right instead of this big oh stephanie yeah so like i like the book made me cry the movie made me cry legitimately because like the relationship that Bella and charlie have is so like pure and there, there's moments of greatness here all over the place like legitimate greatness not i'm giving this 100 because i thought it was goofy and fun greatness but like i there are legitimate moments where i was like this is a good series of of literature now would you buy a hoodie that was like official merchandise from the film that just said twilight on it or would you have to get something that was a joke i would never buy a yeah no no not, not a chance would i buy a legitimate like twilight hoodie Okay, but here's my thing. I, initially, I was like, I would never. But now that I think about it, it would be so funny. Imagine just seeing <laughs> someone out in the wild with a, like a, a certified Twilight merch. Like that's almost even it would funnier have to have, than like a LaPush sweatshirt. It would have like, to that's be the, almost even funnier. It would have to be the goofy font from the top of the book. And it would have to be like a huge trademark sign. <laughs> yes. Like that is so that is such more like that is more dedication than like a silly meme show. Like I that that would be I think it shows that, that like you're giving better. money to Stephanie I would buy, instead of to I would buy show. a hoodie. Yes. I would buy a hoodie that says Team Edward in Comic Sans. Oh yeah. I would I would if you put it in papyrus. I would buy a hoodie that says Team Edward in papyrus papyrus for sure. They know what they did. I want it in papyrus on the front and Comic Sans on the back. No, on the, on, the, on the back, it has to say like something ridiculous, like this is how the lion fell in love with the lamb. But oh but God. but in wingdings. Awful. <laughs> <laughs> so no one will you have to tra- You have to translate it to wingdings. Oh, my God. I would buy it. Oh my. All right. Let me punch in our scores real quick. Do you know the Rotten Tomatoes critic score offhand? Is uh, it 49? Uh, it is. Not high enough. I'll tell Ron you Tomatoes that. Ron critic score was 49, yeah. You know the Metacritic offhand? 56. Boo. Uh, people are no and fun. And then there's no Rotten Tomatoes audience because we have a guest this week. I need the bacon and eggs listener score. But to recap, I gave it 100% for 25% of the total score. Ethan gave it 100% for 25% of the total score. Rotten Tomatoes gave it a 49. Metacritic gave it a 56. Those combined make up 20% of the total score. Kayla gave it a 100 for 5% of the total score. And our listeners with the remaining 25% gave it a... 68 68 so close to being a good number yeah 60 67.8 so it's not even like i could round it up like it is a 67.8 so this lands at one of our most common scores um oh does it not an exact match but we have a lot of numbers a lot of films that hit this whole number it gets at 82.15 okay um which 
It's higher than I was expecting. It really, really is. I cannot Which, imagine that it will be... I can't imagine it'll be beaten by any of the other Twilight movies. Uh, it does... Yeah, I'm not going to do the 100% thing for all of them. Uh, it does beat 1917. I will say the first movie... <laughs> the, most, the first movie is the best movie. It's got to be. It simply has to be. Like, I can't... I mean, they're all, they're all good collectively, but, like, I have a, I have a ranking in my mind of, like... Best to worst, but the first it's such a classic. But the, the plot the has to be so convoluted going forward that like Oh, it it barely exists, but it's uh, it's so good. So good. So this beats so good. uh it comes in right below Luca and Stranger Than Fiction and Mank, and it beats nineteen seventeen, Hearts Beat Loud, and Moneyball. I'm gonna be hundred percent with you. Out of all of those, I feel like we were a little harsh on Luca. Uh, I think I gave Luca 100%. So you definitely didn't. No, I don't even think, I think you, it was before we. I don't even think you liked Luca then. I wow. loved Luca. No, it was Soul that I didn't like. No, you game. didn't like Luca the first time. Huh. I guess we'll have to re-listen to our thoughts on that one. I'm pretty sure I rated Luca higher than you on that one, but I think huh. about I think about Luca daily. <laughs> I think about I think about Soul daily as well, but I think about Celestio Bruno. Every day. We've had 47 films in this. I think this is the second to last week of the year, which means Twilight's going to get split up. Oh, yeah. If we keep doing oh, them in order. no. And if we keep doing them in order. Um, but we that can also that we can also just choose to move the list. Tragic. Like, yeah, we don't have to stick to, to the fiscal year, the bacon and eggs fiscal year. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. The fiscal year. Well, so we randomly decided to start the podcast. Okay, well, this is not. Wait, is it the fiscal year? Because we're just ending as someone who unfortunately has a nine to five. It's almost the end of Q3, not the end of Q4. Right. But we well, yeah, started, we, have our own we started bacon and eggs oh, October 5th. Excuse, excuse yeah. me. You have your own fiscal year. I'm so sorry. So we, we've broken. I'm so sorry. We've broken the big board up into years. So I see, but years of y'all existing. Okay, right. Okay, right. 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 Okay. So yeah, this is understandable. Wow. Your own fiscal year. Also, Tyler has a nine to five and I, I, this is not my only job by any means. I'm not, I was not meaning to insinuate that I'm the only one here with a nine to five. No, I'm just, I was hey, insinuating hey, Kayla, the only reason I know it's the end of Q3. I'm letting you know, but I'm just letting you know ahead of time. Like if you have to have a nine to five, we have to have a nine to five. It is very unfortunate. You are more important than us. I don't know that that's true. Well, on the, on the, on the scale of podcasts, you definitely are more important than us. I just don't know. Look at Tyler. He's combing, He's his, combing little his little beard. It's been a, it's been a, a nervous tick lately has been like. I love it. Brushing and combing. My nervous my tick is like peeling my skin off. So. Oh, I do that too. You should see the bottom of my feet. Oh, it's terrible. Oh my God. I do the feet too. Yeah. Oh my God. I could yeah, never make I've, it. Wow. I've done that world. I've done that. Um, Sometimes you just got to get it. I'm yeah. wearing long sleeves right now because my new tattoo is very itchy. I'm wearing long <gasps> oh, sleeves because I, I just got this so shirt. Bad. This was my seventh. Um, it will be. It's on my. It's right here. So it'll be one of many on this part of my arm. But wait, did you get another one? No, oh. no, just the one that you've seen. Yeah. But like, likely the next time that I go in, I will get like like six at one really? time. Yeah. Damn. You do a, a whole sleeve. Well, I'm gonna do it like a like a, at least the 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 front half. A lot of people do the top half first. Yeah. Well, you know, Tyler, I don't know how to well, tell he's you this. Built different, isn't he? I, but it's not even that I. Uh, it's not even that I'm air quote built different. Like I'm literally built different. Like I know <laughs> that my my plan is to my plan is to lose weight. And that will affect this part of my arm more than this part of my arm. Very strategic. 
So that is something I worry about. I have like a rib tattoo, and that's something I worry about. If I ever get pregnant, that too is gonna get real messed up. Yeah, Emily. Emily has a rib tattoo, and she's gotten pregnant twice, and it still says "just breathe." So all right, Emily has also been non-conventionally pregnant. Good to hear. Yeah, Emily loses weight when she gets pregnant. Yeah. I don't recommend it. If you're like, oh, that lucky bitch. Yeah, no, it's no. not no, good. Not it's, not, it's, it's not, it's not good. But it also like probably doesn't <laughs> it's help. Not what's supposed to be happening? It doesn't probably help but for the, her tattoos. It's yeah. probably fine. It probably doesn't it yeah, help I inform mean, the tattooed vagina haver. <laughs> I mean, yeah, great news for her tattoos. Bad news for health. Yeah, bad news for her general, existence. But, yeah. yeah, it's a rough well, nine she's months. She's made it this far, Kayla. Yeah, she's done. She's not pregnant right now. Well, done is a stretch. Done is a stretch. I like kids, but <laughs> so does she. <laughs> Emily, when she's pregnant, I'm never getting pregnant again. Emily, the minute she has a kid. Yeah, I'm ready for another one. <laughs> Hold on another one. <laughs> oh, my God. Oh, uh, they're all crazy. It's like you guys in, in tattoos. Breeders. Oh, yeah, no, it is absolutely like that. I, I've just got one. In, I got. No, they're so addicting. They're so addicting. Never start. They really Never are. start. You can't afford it. Yeah, I think Sarah's <laughs> about to. She Sarah is in the process of booking her appointment for her first one. Oh my god! And I'm like, oh bitch. I'm just waiting for. I'm waiting for my guys' books to open back up for the rest of the year. So it's tough. Yeah, because I was trying. I, I was gonna him. get more than one this last time I went, but I was trying out a new artist. So and I really like him. Um, shout out Matt Nemeth if you're listening from Lakeside Tattoo in Richmond, Matt, Virginia. Matt. 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 Matt's a good dude. Good dude. He's a rock. He's got a steady hand. Got a very heavy hand. Um, unlike Carlisle. Unlike Carlisle. Steady hand. <laughs> steady hands. Yeah. That's why I could never be a tattoo artist. My hands shake and I can't write. And you're so, not an artist. And I'm not a visual artist. You're not. You're not like a paper artist either. Like. And that would make it tough. Yeah. Huh? But I mean, I could. Yeah. I could ostensibly just, like learn if my if my biology didn't betray me. I could l theoretically learn the skills. Like. I don't think I would trust a lefty tattoo artist. I think that would. Mm, I don't know about that. Wow, some lefty tattoo artist is going to listen to this and be <laughs> like, "Are you kidding me?" Well, my guy, my guy is a righty. I'll be a hundred percent with you. It was not a concern, I'm not a going concern. Never even con occurred to me to consider which hand my tattoo artist. Yeah, I've used. never even in the in the two tattoo artists I've had, I've never really thought about what hand they were using. You would notice if they was were a lefty because it would look bad when it was done. I guess I don't know. I've had five different tattoo artists, and they were all righties. Mm -hmm. I mean, most people are. Yeah. Now, how many professional pitchers do you have on your professional baseball team? And how many of them are lefties? That's I'll tell you. Very, well, I don't have a professional baseball team. Very so. few, yeah. very few pitchers in the world put their legs up as high as Alice Cullen to then throw the ball very awkwardly. Incredible. And can we talk about the bat, the bat situation of like when they do the, you know what I'm talking about? They do the... <sighs> You know, we I'm didn't talk about. at all about the baseball scene and people are going to crucify us for that. But I don't I think, know, I don't because think now the is the time to start. Pe it's so good. People get oh, real horny for the baseball scene. Um, and, and they should. And they should. Yeah. I would say this is They're in my good. top five sports movies now. Nope. Nope. Not even close. <laughs> not even close. I would say it's my number one sports movie. That's not true. I think Miracle is number one. I think Twilight is number two. You're not a big like Harry movie. Potter and the Sorcerer's Stone fan. I guess that's yeah, but a then you, you got to have a real sport, and Quidditch is not a real sport. Neither is vampire baseball. I mean, it's at I'm least sorry. reminiscent of a real sport. Were you on the Quidditch team in college? Yeah, absolutely I not. Was, and uh, it's I mean, a real sport. I mean, Ethan. yeah, okay, but not like it is in the Harry Potter movies. Excuse me. You don't fly. I didn't actually play at all because I'm too big of a nerd to even play the nerd sport. So. <laughs> The fact that a human being has to be the snitch tells me that Quidditch isn't a real sport. That's the best. 
part though. Oh my god, I cannot believe this. I mean, look, there's hey, there's nothing wrong. There's nothing wrong with Muggle Quidditch, but it's just not the same as in the movies. It's so funny. It's even better because a whole person is a ball. It's so silly. Look, I'm not saying it's. I'm not saying it's not better. I'm saying it is. It is vaguely reminiscent of sport at best. Whatever. It'd be better if they got rid of the brooms. Yeah, I think that's that's the real thing. It's like stop pretending with the it's so funny though people get but the best part of the brooms is that when people get super mad that they get a penalty or whatever it's called they storm off the field and then they throw their brooms across the field and it's so funny because it's like man we're playing quidditch why are you so mad yeah so you're funny. you're already a loser the for real your whole people in quidditch your whole so college dramatic. thinks you're weird like i promise you your entire there, college thinks you're like, weird when i tell you there is so much drama in like the muggle quidditch community oh that surprises me zero as they're in as there is in any human community because we're trash but it's like we're literally playing quidditch what is happening why are you so mad (laughs) kayla do you have any final thoughts about anything my final thought is this is the best movie ever and i love it there you go and i can't wait for y'all to watch the rest because they're truly masterpieces and they are incredible maybe it'll be next week maybe it'll be in the future i don't know i have no idea i'm done promising anything because if we do promise anything somebody will ask us about jungle cruise (laughs) (laughs) hey i can tell you i can tell you what next week is not going to be jungle cruise jungle cruise jungle cruise that being said jungle cruise jungle cruise slaps i'm be honest with you not a bad movie now, here's a little twist. What if I cover Jungle Cruise in my podcast next week? <laughs> I mean, I don't can think I, it really I matches. Can I come guess? I will not like, be it's, doing it's, it. it's, it's very, hey, it's very heterosexual. Oh, I can't imagine it's, extremely it's not. extremely heterosexual. Isn't there a guy that's maybe gay in it, though? I thought that someone was almost, someone was maybe gay. Well, it's about a bunch of Isn't Spanish conquistadors, so like it's a non-zero chance. Well, like, oh, the I brother, guess. the brother is, um, the brother is somebody that we're not going to assign a sexuality to. Okay, he just gets oh, to okay. live as he is. He is well, good for him. Yeah, he is. He is. I think that if if Jungle Cruise was made in two thousand five, he would be incredible gay representation. Mm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I understand. But in in 2021, he's just a vibe. I like. Okay. Well, you know. Honestly, it's Disney a fan, is doing their best. It's a fantastic movie. I'm not gonna lie to you. Like, I could pretend that it's bad, but I enjoyed it tremendously. And see, now that person that was asking for Jungle Cruise did win. Because now, what are we doing? We're reviewing Jungle, Jungle Cruise. Cruise. Yeah, we're rating Jungle we Cruise. Are, reviewing yeah. Jungle but Cruise. But I'm pretty sure they won. I'm pretty sure I said on multiple episodes of multiple podcasts that I liked Jungle Cruise because I definitely talked no. about it on "That's What I'm Talking About," the Lord of the Rings based podcast. <laughs> As you must. As I must. I, I think Boromir went on Jungle Cruise in that one. He definitely did, and it didn't end well for him. <laughs> it, in fact, it was already over by the time it started. <laughs> oh, y'all! This Boromir. has been a blasty. Thank you so this much for podcasting with me. Um, thank you, Kayla, for coming on to talk about Twilight. Kayla, where can we find you on the internet? Uh, you can find me typically anywhere at Sounds Fake Pod. That is my own podcast. Sounds fake, but okay. Um, if you want to follow my personals, it's at Kayla underscore K-A-S. Not as much happening there, but it's a vibe. Um yeah, you say it's you say it's a it, not much happening there, but you are on this podcast exclusively because of your personal Twitter. You know, and that's right fair, now. Like, I did do a lot of tweeting about Twilight. Right, like you, yeah, yeah, <laughs> had you a lot were, of Twilight thoughts. You were on this episode exclusively because Tyler tweeted at you from the brand account, 
and said, Kayla, where the hell have you been, Loka? That's, you know, that's fair. If anything is happening on my personals, it's just Twilight fangirling at this point. Because I think, and I said this on Twitter and I'll say it again. I think they said the world was going to end in 2012 because that is when the Twilight franchise ended. And I don't think anything (laughs) has been the same See, I'm not unconvinced that the world didn't end in 2012. And I think Uh, it was because Twilight ended, is all I'm saying. It it had already ended, guys. But, like, has anything felt normal? (laughs) Has anything felt normal since 2012? Since you finished freshman year of college? Probably not, man. That was a year. Right, but, like... What was I doing? But, like, things were normal before 2012. Yeah, because really? you were going to high school and stuff. Cool, normal people stuff. I don't know. Anyway, Bacon and Eggs is a production of the WBNE Podcast Network. For this podcast and more podcasts like it, go to WBNE.org or anywhere podcasts are given away or sold or found. You can search any of our great podcasts like this one or like... Um, Unsobered. Why did I forget the names of all the podcasts we have on the network? Yeah, Unsobered. like like, like Unsobered, where where host Julia Kendall, who's famous from TikTok for talking about how Twilight is a possibly horrible representation of the Mormon community. Um, there's a there's a preview for Unsobered right here. Hi, I'm Julia, the host of Unsobered, badass women of history and literature, the podcast where I talk about the women that the history books, history classes, and the general public often overlook or who just get a brief mention, but we never really know the whole story of their impact on the world we live in. On Unsobered, I share the stories and histories of these badass, amazing, and strong women. And while I tell you the history we don't get from traditional history classes, I get more and more drunk over the course of the episode. So join me to learn more about your favorite women or to find a new favorite woman that you didn't even know contributed to one of your favorite things with new episodes every other Friday. And also, listen to Kayla's podcast. Sounds fake, but okay. Um, I'm not even going to tell you what it's about because you should just go listen to it because it's fantastic. Um, and earlier, Kayla said uh-huh. that there were not there were fewer people than she thought or fewer there, there that she... More people need to listen to the podcast. I can't talk. I'm out of words. I've run out of words. At some point during the podcast recording, we reached the point where Ethan runs out of words and this is the time. You were saying that you have a limited reach, and I want to prove you wrong by getting a bunch of people that don't necessarily, uh, wouldn't necessarily otherwise listen to listen to you, because your show is fantastic, and they should listen, even if they don't particularly subscribe to the particular niche of the world that you do. Yeah. Yeah. Let's get outside that demographic. Because at the end of the day, you make an extremely... Come on in. You make an extremely funny and interesting and informative podcast for all walks of life. Thank you. Even straight white dudes so like me. Nice. Um, Crying in the club. And I'm sure we'll have you back on at some point in the future to talk about another uh, movie. Although we are running out of like young adult series that we can talk about. I know. Yeah. We've really hit the main two. What else is there how do for you me to feel do? going to have to come out with How do you one. feel about one Percival Jackson? One divergent. One divergent. Yeah. How do you, how you, do you feel about I'll divergent? I'll tell you one. Th- a divergent I've never, I've never watched Divergent. And I'll tell you, I also never watched Perseus Jackson because I loved the book so much that I refused to watch the movie. Yeah, I'm going to be 100% Oscar. with you guys. Perseus and Percival are just two different takes of the same name. Like they are both uh, that same character from mythology. Yeah, but in the book, his name is Perseus Is Jackson. it? I don't know. I haven't yeah. read the books. They're awful. The, the first one, the, I've read the first three uh, and d- they get significantly better. I read the first Listen, four Kayla, chapters. You're going to lose this fight. I read the first four chapters. <laughs> the first one it is unreadable. You are, you are so lucky Sarah isn't here. She would. Oh, I know. I remember. I remember. We'll have, so we'll have Sarah on to talk about Perseus Jackson. I don't think she likes the movie, though. 
Well, maybe we'll just do a book. There's that Disney series coming out. Yeah, do a. That's true. Maybe that'll be good. I don't know. Come talk about Divergent with us. I've been looking for an excuse. I don't care if you like Divergent or not. I love it. We'll get you and Christina Khan. Christina Khan loves the Divergent movies. I haven't watched it, so. Hmm. Haven't seen it. Also, I'm lying. Christina Khan doesn't like them. Listen to Christina Khan's podcast, The Restricted Section, which I'm coming out at some point to talk about this movie. Twilight? Uh, No, no, sorry, not this movie. That book. Goblet of Fire, the one Tyler hates. I'm out. I told you I'm out of words. Stop thanking me at face value. (laughs) Anyway. He's done. This is. He's over. This has been. this has been Bacon and Eggs. On behalf of Tyler and Caleb, my name is Ethan Edchill. Until next time, Ruvederci. And so the lion fell in love with the lamb.